Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are getting ready for spring and wrapping up quarter one for our business. That's right. Commence the spring cleaning, the reflection on what worked in quarter one and what didn't, and what our goals are moving forward in quarter two. It's going to be a good conversation. All right, everybody, grab any notebook. You might want to write anything down and let's start reflecting and planning for the months ahead. We will see you at the table. Sunday night, girl. Yes, happy Sunday. This is, it is a rainy. Well, it's not raining anymore, but it was rainy. It was a such bit. a gloomy day today. Really gloomy day today it in was. New England. So I'm sure it was sunshine and rainbow somewhere else, but here oh, it was not. <laughs> today would have been a good day to make sauce. That's, Excuse me, but we did today. Out, you did? Did you make sauce today? Mm-hmm. And we uh, instead of doing meatballs, we did just ground meat on top of the pasta. Mm. instead of doing meatballs yeah that's good that's quick yeah my um Rocco called my mother and requested sauce and meatballs so they were hand delivered on Friday oh yeah (laughs) we met outside by the fire pit because they're they're still a little bit away from their second vaccine vaccination they go on the 30th for their second one I'm so excited for them um yes so we had them earlier in the week, so we didn't make any today. That's okay. Whatever you had looked delicious. Oh, tonight was stuffed peppers. Yes. yes looked delicious. It was good. It was good. Thank <laughs> you. So we hope everyone else is having a good Sunday. <laughs> hope you yeah. have. Or it will be Monday, I guess, when you guys listen, or Tuesday or Wednesday, or whatever day it is. But for us, it's Sunday. Um, so it's March 28th. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about that. That quarter one is ending. That's insane. Yeah. Crazy, crazy town. It is just nuts. Um, It's going to be April. If you celebrate Easter, Easter for, you know, for us is, I know Greek Easter, I think is a little bit later. For for us, it's next week, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. Crazy. Um, I think Greek Orthodox Easter is the week after, I think. I think they celebrate a week after. Yeah, I think they celebrate a week after us. But regardless, not prepared for any of that. (laughs) You're going away um, this upcoming week, correct? Yes, we are. We leave on Saturday. We come back on Monday. So we did some basket shopping um, over the weekend and ordered a few things because, you know, our our almost adult children still need to do their basket hunt. (laughs) Even though we will be away in an Airbnb, we have been instructed to bring the bunny hunt with us. So we hide baskets, not eggs. Yeah. Um, well, the bunny does. So we're going to have to, we usually drink a bottle of wine and we write our clues. That's how <laughs> we get it. creative. <laughs> That's so fun though. And I love that they still want to do it. They love it. They're hardcore about it. And it's going to be great because we're running out of places here at the house and, um, you know, we're going to be in a whole new place. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. And they always make fun of Jay because he always gives like the easiest clues. They can always tell when they're Jay's clues. <laughs> That's so Jay's working on a signature cocktail for the weekend. And um, yeah, so it'll just be, it, will, it will really, really be fun. And it, it cuts down the drive for the kids yeah. at school. I think it's yeah. like where we're meeting is like two, just over two hours for them and just about four hours for us. 
That's so we okay. take a longer leg, but you know, they have to get back on Monday when we're driving home. So we're really looking forward to it. We're making our anisette cookies tomorrow and pizzelles nice. um, to bring. And then other than that, I think we're just cooking everything there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be different. I think you guys will like it. It'll be a lot of fun. I do. I think it will be fun. You yeah. going to Nana's mom and dad? Yeah, so we're going to, we're doing the morning. Um, we're doing a brunch with my in-laws and then mm-hmm. go to my parents and then, you know, do that whole thing there. It's a lot of food. Holidays are always a lot of food. And it's a lot I know of fun. There, I mean, it's weird for us this year because we usually host and my cousins come mm-hmm. and my brother, it's usually like about 30 of us, 25, 30. And, you know, obviously last year was no go. Last year was really low. Last key, year but was we so strange. Of, it's going to be so strange. We made the mistake last year of like thinking we were feeding 25 and we threw out so much food. It was awful. It was awful. Like my kids are really not big ham people, but I made a ham because I always make a ham on Easter, but I'm not making a ham this year. I'm, we're going to do a big breakfast. It's just, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Last year for Easter, we didn't go anywhere. Like I stopped by each parent's house and got food and we brought it back here, but like we didn't do anything. So yes. I didn't have to actually do anything last year. I just went and got food and came back, but it was just, we celebrated. There are worse things. <laughs> we celebrated on FaceTime. That's the, you know, that's the way that we did it. So this year it's gonna be a little bit different. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll be good. This week is a lot of prep. Like we make um, rice pies. So pastilla and uh, that requires like two days because you need mm-hmm. to make the cream and the rice and then you put it all together and you got to bake them. Uh, wow. so we're gonna do yeah instead of ragotta ragotta pies we do rice pies so in my part of italy in where we are we do rice pies we don't put ragotta in them but other parts really? they put ragotta in them yeah yeah so it's a little mm-hmm. different but it's delicious i bet it's good like sweet rice almost like a tapioca yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a it's, i'll when i make them i'll send you pictures so you can see what oh looks. i would love to see yeah yeah so we like that's what we're too. doing this week <laughs> Sounds delicious. Not a whole lot of Sounds reselling. Wonderful. Not a whole lot of reselling probably happening this week. Well, maybe tomorrow and Tuesday, but other than that, once Wednesday hits, I don't have time. Yeah, it's the final push here to to move stuff out for first quarter. So yeah, how um what were some of your goals in January? I mean, I, I have made so many adjustments already. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't remember my goals from January. Isn't that awful? Because I think you, I know for me anyway, like I have a vision of what I want my 2021 to look like or whatever year it is. And then I actually start moving and I'm like, oh wait, no, this is actually what I need to focus on or mm, I need to pull back and this is what I really need to look at. So I think I started the year with like really hyper-focusing on growing my YouTube and um, which I've done well with. I'm very happy. You have, you really have, you're doing awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take this week off from YouTube or maybe just do a live or something because um, just because I, I don't really want to focus a lot of time on it. I have been neglecting some of my inventory that's been sitting here and I need to focus on that. And it's always that balancing act, right? Like always focus on one thing, pay a lot of attention to it. And then everything else kind of gets thrown off to the side and you kind of focus on it, but not really. So mm-hmm. I need to focus on a little bit on the inventory side. Um, I know that I, I had mentioned that, you know, being more strategic in my sourcing, which I definitely have, have done, and I've made the conscious decision this past week, and I talked it over with Matt and everything, um, I think I'm only going to go to, like, the traditional savers, right, like thrift store, um, maybe one to three times a month at most, because I'm getting a lot of my stuff through online stores, 
um, whether it's an actual establishment like Thread Up or The Real Real or it's sourcing on Poshmark and consignment stores. So, and I've really been loving it and I've noticed that my average sale price has gone up. Um, I was hovering at like the 35 to $38 and now mm-hmm. I'm more in like the 48 to $52 range. So, and sometimes I'm not really spending that much more. I'm just being more selective on what I'm getting and my average cost of goods is about the same as me getting more things at the, like getting things at the thrift store. So um, sometimes it's more, I mean, it's not always like that, but right. it's I mean, it's learning. not an exact science. No, no, but just, and I find that I'm more excited about thrifting and more excited about um, listing the items and shipping them and all of that. So I think it's just really finding that groove and sticking with it. And then trying to find the balance to find items to send to the real real because I'm not going to the first like I'm not going to Savers as much I'm not going into those like traditional places that I was going to pick up where the, you were finding stuff for right. the real real yeah can I find it in a consignment store yes but is it worth it for me to send it in there sometimes no um so it's a balance. Just because the payout isn't what you want or because I'm paying more right so let's say for example I find I don't know I'll do something simple like Patagonia, for example, for the most part, Patagonia in a consignment store is between 2025 to 40. It just depends. Right. So the price is a lot higher. First of all, I'm not going to pay that much to resell it anyway, but let's say I could, let's say I could resell the piece for a hundred dollars. If it's 25, I'm not going to send it into the real real. It doesn't make any sense because they're only going to sell it between 50 to $60. So why would I ever do I'd lose money in that instance. So right, right. it really has to be a really special piece in a consignment store for me to then send it in to the real real. Like, let's say it was a pair of Versace, uh, Versace dress that was on the runway or something and they had no idea, right? Well, then at that point, yes, it'd be worth it. And I could never move that on my own if I even tried. Like sending it to the real world would be the perfect place to send it. And they'd probably right, mark it right. at one, $2,000, right? Because it's a runway piece. So it's really just understanding what I can send there, right? And then finding time to go into the stores I was going to before and um, just looking for the real real, which I think that's the hardest part for me is like when I go into a Sabres, I don't want to just look for the real real. I want to look at everything and having that. Well, and, but I mean, you're still going to be listing stuff on your own too, right? No, 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 of course. And I still am doing that, but I'm saying like, I just feel like when I walk into a savers, I spent a lot of time in there. So I'm spending like two hours or Mm -hmm. more in there. And I'm not always walking away with stuff that is going to give me that quick flip and the higher average sale price that I would like. Where when I'm in a consignment, I think I feel like that's just the nature of what we do, right? I mean, if we could all walk in and walk out with high-priced, fast flips for low cost, I mean, I think that's why we all. I mean, I guess I just speak for myself. I think that's why you know I have to mix in some of the bread and butter stuff too. Even yeah, I know it's just hard because well, I guess because I don't do this full time, right? Like this isn't my full time income. Um, I have a, a a job that gives me full time income as a paycheck but I just I I don't I like that I go to a consignment store and I don't have to look you can be more selective yeah I don't have to look for holes I don't have to necessarily look for all those things that I have to look for when I'm in savers I know that what I'm picking up at the consignment store has already gone through the ringer and the only reason it's on the shelf is because it's pristine right that is really nice and hitting sales at consignment stores right are really nice 
So it's finding that balance and just really realizing like, what is it that I really want to do? How much work do I really want to put into everything? And there's no right or wrong. Like I'm doing this right now, six months down the line. Like when we talk about this in September or October, I could completely change again. Like this is just right now, present day. This is where I'm at. That's where you're at. Well, that's good. And I mean, I feel like you've been really good about going to all like the luxury bag clubhouse rooms. And I feel like you're transitioning to, to, you know, wanting to deal with more luxury. Mm -hmm. Hi, Sophia. (laughs) There she is. She's so funny. (laughs) They're brats. Anyway, Lori, how about you? How have your 2021 goals played out from January to now? Have they stayed the same? Have they evolved? They've, they've definitely evolved. I, I, I think I look at January from like mid January to mid February, and I was just out of commission because of COVID. I know. And that I think just threw everything off. Like the last time I logged a Peloton ride was the day, you know, when I started getting sick and I, I had done like seven workouts or something and I was on a roll there and I haven't been back on that. So that's a big miss for me as far as my goals go. Um, but from a reselling standpoint, um, I guess being home with COVID didn't interrupt thriftless February much. You know what I mean? It, it interrupted my thrift across New England, which I've just now rescheduled for the end of April, which I think is going to work out much better just because we're opening up. And so that was probably a decent change. Um, I don't know. I think my, I, I did take on, um, a part-time person, mm-hmm. which was one of my goals and we've established um, a schedule now. Caitlin works nine hours a week. So she comes three days a week for three hours. And so that has really worked out. God bless you, Rocco. Bless you, Rocco. We hear him sneeze. Thank you, love. He just grabbed me some water. He's a love. Um, so that's actually been good. But one of my concerns with Caitlin is not with her, but with hiring somebody is I need to make more money. And I gave myself a few months to just see where we would be at. Like, am I, am I stale? Am I at the same place? You know, I I actually need to ramp up my money um, in order to sustain help because she cost me about $500 a month. Right. And, um, and I was just, I was just talking to my accountant this morning. (laughs) I laugh every time. <laughs> Which is, it's really nice living with an accountant, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like, I, I was just looking at your numbers. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You're hired. Um, but yeah, it looks like I'm on track. It looks like I've definitely, um, I'm making enough to keep Caitlin, period. And so that, that's, that was really important to me. Because I'm not so analytical with my numbers and stare at my numbers very often, I, I just, I mean, I, I see what my numbers are at the end right. of the month, and that's really good. And I really wanted to push my inventory, which I'm, I'm working on, but that's taken a lot longer than I thought. But at least I'm like really, really in it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm about two thirds the way through that. So that's been great. And actually I just ran a, a fun sort of a sale in my closet that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend and we were talking about just like moving old inventory. So I, I put my closet, I, I sent out offers, 50% off offers mm-hmm. on anything in my closet that had been in my closet longer than a year. Cause you know, I have a very high tolerance. <laughs> it was 545 items. Wow. <laughs> that has been in my inventory for wow. over a year. 
And then today I sent a 40% off offer on any items that had been in my closet for 175 days or more. So kind of that. So about six months. And then I think next week I might do like 30% off everything else or something like anything over a month. But anyways, that question before you keep going, did you go through your inventory and select those items and individually go in and like send those offers? Like, how did you do it? My VA can send bulk offers. Ah, gotcha. So it, there's a new, you can, you know, you can just do some sort of a yeah. frame, gotcha. a time frame. So that's how I did it. And it ended up, I ended up selling 31 items that's in awesome. like 24 hours, just in that time that's period. Awesome. Cause I don't, I don't run sales. I don't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? So I think it was just more than, I think if I ran the same sale next week, I wouldn't do half as well, right. but it was $31. It was $625, 31 items. six hundred. Yeah. So it, it ended up being only like $20 per sale, you know, which makes sense. Cause I think I'm more like around that 38 to $40 mm-hmm. average selling price recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, like I was nervous to just send them out like that and just not discriminate against the piece to just be like, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's been here for over a year, it warrants 50% off. So when I started to look at some of the items that were coming in, the sales were popping in kind of quickly at first. And then everything was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, just let it go. I'm just, yeah. I'm going to do a reel to let it go with all of these things. <laughs> That's a good idea. Frozen. Yes. That was my inspiration. But, um, so that was good. So that really helped me move some stuff and just gave me a little perspective. So I've been plugging away at that slower than had anticipated, but good. And I feel like once my inventory is done, it's just going to be such a huge weight lifted. And I feel like I'll be able to move forward with a clearer head in, in much more of a vision. I've, I've been more selective about what I'm picking up. Um, but it's been, it's been really good to look at inventory. And for example, two of the sales I had to cancel because I had listed the same pair of Adriana Goldschmidt purple ankle pants twice. And so when they sold the second time, I was like, wait a second, there's no chance I have two of those in a size 26. And then I did the same thing with a pair of Levi's. So like, this is what happens when stuff sits around for so long. I relisted items. I took photographs. They were new pictures of these oh. same items that had been in my inventory, but must've been in some pile right. somewhere disorganized. So yeah, it's been crazy. So, and as I've been scanning with the tote scan stuff, I've been pulling stuff. So I just, and I've never, ever done this. I've never gone through my inventory and I will, it'll be three years for me in August. So once this is under my belt, I feel like it's just going to be a new lease on my business. So yeah, it's and I think it's slower. Yeah, but I think it's fine though, because it's making you go through it. Like you have to go through each piece. You have to touch each piece. You have to, you know, see where it's at. Is it worth it for you to even sell this? Should you donate it? You know, does it now have moth holes in it? Because it's been sitting for however many days, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, no, all that. It's it's all really good. It's all good. And it does it does force me to look at stuff, so... And I've pulled some stuff to donate and I've done some bundle boxes. And so I've done all that stuff to just try to move it along a little bit. And really whatever's left over, you know, what I'm going to do now with the 500 items or so that are left after that is I'm going to start relisting those items just to breathe new. So I'm either going to relist or I'm going to delete and donate. 
Yeah. I love relisting. So my favorite thing is really empowering. It's great. And the cool thing about a lot of those old pieces, I haven't filtered them into Vendue. Oh, okay. Yep. So um, I've been hesitant to relist like from seller insight or just like the copy relist feature because it messes with my Vendue analytics of my new stuff, but it's old. So once I relist it, it goes to the top, then I pull it into Vendue. Yeah. Then I cross list it to eBay. So um, those items, I think it will just breathe life in so many new ways when I relist them. That's one thing that I need to train my VA on and it's using um, Vendue to relist because right now she's relisting on Poshmark and it's messing up my Vendue analytics because that's like, what again, happens. The old stuff is in Vendue. The new stuff's now being relisted. It's new now on Poshmark and it just messes everything up. And I just wanted it does. to- And I, I learned that really quickly. Yeah. Which, you know, as soon as I started using both and I probably learned it as fast as you did, but I just started using the analytics a while ago, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, I, I figured it out and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, it's going to mess up my analytics over on Vendu. So my Vendu analytics aren't really accurate per yeah, se as far as sales go, because like if I sell five items, if they're not already in Vendu, they're not yeah. showing up. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? So what's accurate about Vendu right now for me is like how many items I'm listing and what of my new inventory is selling. So it's, it's almost, it's kind of a different analytic yeah. that I'm looking at because it's yep. showing stuff that's been in there for just a few months. Um, and it's showing how, how many items I'm listing per week, which is a number I need to pay attention to. Yeah. To especially, right. And then especially having these new expenses, right. Having these other expenses in your business that you didn't have before and you have a certain goal that you need to hit. So yeah, you never have too many analytics. It's a matter of looking at them, right. Like, right. and we can talk about that now too, because um, before we started recording for this episode, we were talking about our sales goal for the last few months. And I was saying to Lori, my January, was fantastic as it was last year. My February was pretty good. My March again this year is awful. Um, And that's fine because it all evens out in the end. Like we're going to have off months. And for me, for whatever reason, March is just not my month. And that's fine. Everybody has a month that isn't their month, I feel, you know, and and it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. My March and my November, those are the two that for whatever reason, they just don't work for me. And, and I know that, and now it's been two years in a row. So that's the other great thing about doing this for multiple years is you actually see the trend of like when your business does well, when it doesn't, doesn't always reflect the same way, but you kind of have an idea. Like I don't have a summer slowdown per se. My summers are actually really good. I've, I haven't experienced a summer slowdown. Um, and my December is not amazing, but it's, pretty good too you know so like my when people say that the summers are really slow for them I don't experience that my March is slow for me so Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm alone in that but and I'm okay with where I am because last month I didn't make as much on the real on the real real I made um $369 I think on the real real which was fine because I wasn't sending as much in now fast forward to March because I have been sending stuff in because I started sourcing again I want to say my payout right now, assuming no one get, nothing gets returned between now and the 15th is um, $800. So oh, huge good. difference, right? Just yeah. by sending a few boxes in. Uh, so everything e- equals out. So I'm not making as much on Poshmark and eBay, but I'm making more on the real real. So yeah. And sometimes it's just like my eBay sales are really down this month. I think I had, oh God, they were like, were, were, I think they were like $1,700 in the month of 
February mm -hmm. because January was when I did my partnership with yep. Vendu and I did a fully dedicated video to Vendu and I was really trying to see if I listed as much on eBay as Poshmark, what would happen? And that's what happened. I had almost 1800 in sales on in February in the month um, as a result of listing so much. So now this month I'm drafting everything in Vendu, putting it out to Poshmark first and then going back. Like I'm, I'm not, so I'm listing a little bit less on eBay. And I want to say my eBay, when I looked right now, the past 31 days was uh, $850. Oh yeah. So that's a big difference. We're down quite a bit, down yeah. quite a bit, but I'm listing, my listing numbers are down like 40% on eBay. So for me, yeah. regardless of the month, it's just a matter of how much I'm listing. Right. But I think that's with most of us, right? I, I guess I haven't been listing as much. Okay. So let's, let's think about this. I haven't been listing as much this past month on Poshmark, but I have been list cross listing things on eBay because I always have a surplus of things I need to list on eBay because I'm right. always behind, right? I'm always listing exactly. things first on, on, um, on Poshmark. So I have had more eBay sales than Poshmark sales, but in fairness, I've been cross-listing more items to eBay, which makes sense, which is why the sales are coming in. Where on Poshmark, I'm maybe only listing one to three items a day, but that's my own conscious decision that I made because work got really crazy this month and I can only focus on so many things. So yeah, April's a new month. April's a new, starts a new, a new quarter. It is what it is, but I will say that Poshmark's new shipping option that they have. My God, I love it. Do, right? Five ninety five ninety five $4.99. And then they basically uh, added the five ninety five. Yeah. And then the seven ninety nine. So I've been putting it on like select things just to see what happens. Um, and I feel like it works. People see that five ninety five and they get really excited. Some people in the higher priced items see the free shipping and they get really excited and they jump on it. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what another month of, you know, what we'll do. And I think I might add the five ninety five to all of my items in my closet. I don't currently have it on all my items. Oh, I don't either. I like it because it has enabled me to drop down to 30% on certain mm -hmm. items, mm -hmm. but only offer the five ninety five shipping instead of four ninety nine shipping. So it's only like um, less than $2 difference. But, you know, if I have an item that is $32, for example, 20% off is $25 mm -hmm. with $4.99 shipping. If I offer 30%, you know, it drops it down a little bit more, but then I'm not offering as much on shipping, right. but mentally it's 30% off, right. you know, so it's, it's just been fun to be able to play around with that. Um, I was just looking at my thing. I'm going off of seller insight, but I don't like to use their actual stats because when they, when you sell a bundle, mm. it doesn't take the discount out. Oh. So okay. there's a way to do it, but it, it requires my brain to do like three steps. Which we're not doing right now. So. We are not doing. <laughs> so, um, but just, just on a numbers thing in the month of January, I sold, and this is just Poshmark, 120, 110 items in January, only 105 in February. And we were saying, which is weird because February I took the whole month off from thrifting and I listed all month, but I also was really heavy on eBay. Right. So I think my eBay numbers were really good and offset that. 
But I also think because I was just listing all stale stuff that was in my house and I wasn't excited about, I don't think my buyers were that excited either. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this month so far, I've sold 160 items on Poshmark. But that's, that's also because I ran that big sale with yeah. 31 items. So it's all relative. Right? It's all relative. I mean, this just happens to be my best month so far, March, um, but not so much on eBay. You know what I mean? So this isn't my total picture. And I think I've only sold two things on Mercari. Mercari is just a weird little thing. Yeah, I haven't sold anything in there for a while. Although I made a tradesy sale this week, which I forget what I have on there because I never look at it. I like put a few things on there and then I just never look at it again because I don't have to. Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should relist things there. I don't know. Um, and I made a sale. So I had this Veronica Beard um, leopard formal dress thing that I got at um, TJ Maxx last year for, I mean, when was it? It must have been when we first reopened because when they're having all those crazy sales. Oh, yes, right? yes. It was $25. So I was like, wow. absolutely going to grab it. And they had two of them. And I was like, mm, just get the one because you have no idea how this is going to do. We don't know when formal events are going to happen again, right? right? Right. So I just, I only grabbed the one and it has been sitting. So now we're, I think I got that in June and now we're in March going into April and it was still sitting. And I was like, all right, like I need to part ways with you and just send you to the real rail. And then, you know, whatever I get is going to be, I'm going to at least double my money, right? Like I knew I was going to at least double my money. It's new at tag. Um, and then that day that I went to go package it up and put it in my real real box, it sold. I got an email that it sold on Tradesy. And I was like, all right, guess you're going off to someone else's home right now. You're not going to the real real. So I packaged that up and off it went. But good that thing I didn't awesome. send it because that would have yeah. been bad. That would have been bad. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I've never sold a single thing on Tradesy. Never sent them anything. It's slow, but like they have a very... So Tradesy used to be like, I guess what like fashion file is now. So like, you know, you could find Marc Jacobs and the Dior and the Gucci and like, that's what really sold on there. You can sell whatever you want on there, but the shipping rate is high. So it's not always worth it to sell certain Mm -hmm. things um, on that platform. And they do run like 20% off sales basically regularly on there. Um, But I found the brands that I can't really move too much on Poshmark I put on there so I put the Marc Jacobs I put the Ronica Beard I put um Rothy's like all those things that are a little more higher end I guess yeah yep. I put them on there and they tend to do better they do tend that's to do cool better. that's but good they sit. I, so you kind of have to like you have to be patient with it and then remember yeah. that it's on there well it's kind of nice if you can just set it and forget it and not worry yeah. about it yeah it Until is you get your notification so, that it's sold that was very nice I was thrilled and I'm going to make $200 on it after wow. fees and everything I'm making 200. So wow. I'm happy with it. I'm that very, very happy, happy with that. So, I mean, when you add up everything for you, you have eBay, you have Tradesy, you have real, real and Poshmark. So, you know, I think you and I both always focus on Poshmark sales because and, it, and it's bad because we really shouldn't, we have multiple streams of income. Yeah. And I think when I was a little bummed last month, uh, just that only because I dedicate the whole month of February to listing. Right. And um, I was like, damn, I wish my numbers were a little bit better this month, but they were pretty strong on eBay, relatively speaking, like yeah. relative to what I'm used to doing over there. So um, yeah, it's, it's, I guess we're just plugging away here, you know? Yeah. It's I, just like- I feel like I've been this month just letting go of stuff because now that I'm deep in my inventory and I think that's reflecting in my sales as well. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess we just need to look at the big picture instead of focusing so much on Poshmark. And that's just a, that's just something that Lori and I always do because Poshmark is our baby, right? That's what we've always been comfortable with. So it's not that you forget you have other streams of income. You just don't focus on it as much because maybe it's not as frequent or they typically, you know, like eBay, for example, isn't typically a big part of my income every month. I mean, it's there. It's great. It's helpful, but it's usually not surpassing Poshmark. Yeah. And I also think it, it also comes down to how much love you put into any of these platforms, whether it's YouTube or Tradesy or eBay or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time on Poshmark a lot. And I think that's why it performs the best for me. And I'm sure if I spent a lot of time, if I spent the same amount of time on eBay as demonstrated in the month of January, like sales really, really picked up that month for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So, but there's only, I also don't know if eBay's penalizing what, hun? There's only so much time of the day too. It really is. And I think there's, we've all been kind of talking a little bit. It's come up in clubhouse. It's come up all over the place, just feeling overwhelmed with the multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. And then it's like such the buzz right now. And so many things, I think we even talked about this a little bit last week. We did Mm -hmm. in our, in our live that we had for a Patreon group, it came up. You know, how do you balance being a newer seller and seeing everyone in the community talk about listing on eBay, listing on Macari, listing on Facebook Marketplace? You know, how do you know where to list, when to list, when's a good time to cross list? And it's like, you know, when you're first starting, focus on you and what it is that you want to do. Focus on one platform, get really good at it, you know, and understand it before you move on to something else, because it is extremely overwhelming, even as a seasoned reseller. Lori, it is. What? Did you mute yourself? (laughs) I muted myself because Jay came out of the room and started shouting to Rocco. I was like, whoops. Um, I'm not used to my new location. I'm usually locked in my room. So (laughs) I apologize. Um, Yeah, it is hard. It can be super overwhelming. And I, I feel like I'm at my tipping point right now with the amount of stuff going on. And, and I'm at the point now when I discuss something where I've been like creating content for, for different platforms. I don't remember if it was discussed in clubhouse. Can you hear it's them? Fine. I can hear them and it's fine. Oh. <laughs> Welcome um, to our I'm podcast. trying to remember where it was discussed because you know, all right, you need to talk. I'm going to mute myself. I, know. I just, it's fine. <laughs> this podcast always has interruptions and it's just fine. That's how we do things here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have to agree with Lori when you start creating content for multiple platforms, um, whether it be TikTok, Reels, YouTube, podcasting, whatever it is that you do, Instagram, it's it's just you forget, it gets confusing. You feel like you're saying the same thing a hundred times over because people are following you on all these different platforms and you feel like you're being repetitive. Um 
I don't know, I feel like you can't reference yourself sometimes in the most accurate way because you don't remember what you said when you said it in something else. And it can get, it's, it can get hard and you don't want people to look at you like, wait, what is she saying? She said something completely different last time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hope that my message is the same regardless of what platform I'm on. I just, I just feel like it's just a lot lately for me personally. It's been a lot for me. So um, I don't really have an, a, an exit plan or anything. I mean, I'm just, yeah. No. I have like, like, so as far as Clubhouse goes, like I have the one 40 and over group that I'm, that I'm very consistent with. And outside of that, like I try to tune in, like when they do, like when, honestly, like if you mention something or I see something on Instagram or somebody posts a room, but it's not part of my routine. Like I'm not listening to Clubhouse like I was. I'm on Clubhouse once or twice a week. Um, I'm on, I listen to the luxury room with Chriselle and Denise. That's the room that's been awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love those ladies and there's a couple of gentlemen on there too that are new to me, but they're all wonderful. Um, they've had fashion file on their tradesy. So it's, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. This past last week, they had, um, someone who's local to us that we had no idea who she was. was. Great. That was great. Wonderful. She has uh, consignment stores in Boston. And that was great too. And it's just, it's just fun to listen to people in different markets and how, and how they're doing it. I love the way that they've evolved that clubhouse room. And then I listened to um, Annette and Hadrian's and Molly's um, handbag room, which is also fun too. And they talk about um, handbag restoration and the different tools that they use and handbag history and all that. And I love handbags for myself and to, you know, restore and sell. So um, in, in other rooms that I go in are usually fashion based about sustainability or startups in fashion that are trying to like find their way and it's networking. And I'm just sitting in the audience listening. It has nothing like nothing to do with me whatsoever, but it's just, I love fashion, the fashion world. And it's nice to learn from other people who are in that realm just to see what's going on in, you know, whether yeah. it's in stores or in designing and all of that. So yeah, Clubhouse is definitely behind. not. Sometimes I'll see a room that looks interesting, but if there are only like 10 people in the room, you I don't want to go in yeah, because maybe. I don't want anyone to know, not not know I'm there, but I feel bad leaving a room sometimes. Yeah, me, too. me too. And so I don't want to be an obvious person in attendance. Not like, not by like. No, I know. Not by association. A no, I know. Just from a numbers standpoint, like if there are 50 people, I'll be like, oh, no one will know if I'm here. If I leave, yeah. like, this is great. But I do feel, I feel bad if I go into a room and it's a small room and then I get distracted and I have to leave. So yeah, um, yeah I haven't, I haven't been on a lot. So, so that, that's definitely something that I'm finding very easy to manage mm-hmm. where the first few weeks I had a hard time managing it and it was so new. Um, it yeah. Was very Anything, anything that's new and shiny, we all have to be a part of it, right? No matter what it is. Um, well, and it was the first time communicating with so many new yeah. people, but now like there are a lot of regulars, you kind of sometimes hear the same voices sometimes, which is great on some tokens, but in other ways, it's just like, well, we've, I've heard them a lot, you know, so maybe I'm just gonna, or, or I'll tune in for certain things, but, but anyways, Clubhouse isn't the biggest deal. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been struggling with it. So what about I can, I can see where a new person would be completely overwhelmed. Yeah, and someone reached out to me recently and said, "How do you balance Instagram and YouTube?" And honestly, it's one or the other for me. It can't be both. 
Because if you want to grow on Instagram, it requires a lot of work and a lot of time. And you really need to understand the analytics behind it. And you need to make the reels and you need to do the videos and you need to do the static posts. You need to comment between a certain time and you can't edit your post between it first going live and this between these hours. Like there's just so much that goes into it. And I'm not going to make money off of Instagram. I mean, I'm like, unless a brand finds me and wants to do a crazy deal, like that's not bringing in money for me. That's a way for me to connect with people. That's a way for me mm-hmm. to like network and find other people in the community. Like that's what that platform is to me. Um, and I only post on there when I feel like it, when I feel inspired to. Um, YouTube, that is like a constant, it's not a struggle. It's just a battle that like, I need to put the time in for it. I need to make sure that I do everything correctly, that I'm, that I'm on point with all the SEO and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not big on really editing or anything. I just sit in front of the camera and I just talk and that's just what I do. Like, I don't have a script. I don't do anything like that. You know, I just, uh, whatever comes out of my mouth is what comes out of my mouth. And I just leave it at that. I don't edit too much of it out. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their strategies because I don't really focus too much on SEO and stuff. I mean, when I'm doing my, I just, I, I, can honestly say I have never researched a title. Like I, I've, yeah. which I know is a big thing. Yeah. I, know, I know it's a big thing. Um, I have looked at subject matter to see what is out there, to mm-hmm. see if it's been done before, to see how I can do my own take on it. Um, and I have TubeBuddy, but I never use it to help with a title oh, ever. Interesting. I always use um, it for that. <laughs> But I use it to help me with things like, um, there's like a checklist. So do you pin your first comment? Do you do like a hashtag? I use all of my tags up Mm -hmm. to 500 characters. I like, I, I always, you know, I try to repeat what's in my title in my description and then in my tags and stuff like that. My SEO scores are typically decent, but it's all after the fact. Like I do all that stuff while my video is processing. Yep. I go in and I add, so what's done is done. The video is done at that point, you know? Yep. Um, and I, I kind of feel, you know me, I, I, I don't pay too much attention to that on Instagram either. One thing I have noticed is when I do do reels, I get a lot of engagement mm-hmm. and I get a few more followers, but right now reels is a lot of work for me. Like I want to learn it though. It's, it's like a mini YouTube thing, you know? It's like a YouTube short, which you should totally be doing, Lori, but that's a discussion for another day. Right. I haven't done those yet. I haven't done those yet. But, um, but yeah, though, so I realized the value in doing reels and um, getting my feet wet with that and TikTok. And I'm growing a little bit in both of those, but like, I haven't made it like a huge priority. Like I've, I've noticed that certain content creators they barely do any static post anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just real, 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 real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because and, that's that's the new thing that Instagram's pushing. Exactly. And then when they come out with something that's similar to Clubhouse, that's gonna be the next thing they're gonna be pushing. And reels won't matter anymore because Facebook's already working on it. Facebook and Instagram are the same company. So once that launches there's something else we're going to have to, there's going to be rooms and those rooms are going to be like clubhouse. And that's going to be something else that, you know, once that comes out, reels are kind of going to get pushed to the side, just like everything else does. And it's going to be, this is your focus. You create rooms, people come in, that's where the engagement comes from. You know, like it's going to be interesting because it's going to continue to evolve. 
Yeah, I wonder what I would do at that point if I would continue with Clubhouse or or shift to Instagram. My huh? following's on Instagram, so I probably would shift my focus to Instagram because most yeah. of, I have a lot of I mean I hate saying followers, but you know, there's a lot of people that I'm friends with on Instagram that are Android users that don't have Clubhouse. So they would like, you know, they would like to interact as well. And that would be a really huge bonus to Instagram doing it. The Android piece. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. I agree. And and Instagram um, already has different accessibility options available because they're such an established company where Clubhouse doesn't. Um, So they don't have as many accessibility features. So that's another, you know, plus when it comes to Instagram. So I don't know, you know, social media is always evolving. There's always a new project to work on when it comes to social media to grow and, and learn. But if you're new and you're listening to this, like you don't have to do any of this nonsense. You don't have to do YouTube. You don't have to do podcasting. You don't have to do social media. Like, I mean, I think, I think Instagram is a nice thing to do. I mean, if I could recommend one thing, I would say put your face on an Instagram post, put your name in your bio and start connecting with people. I mean, that opened up so many doors for me and I met so many people, some of my closest friends like through Instagram, which is such a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think because yes, it takes time, like you're saying, Daniela, but um, it doesn't take a ton of time to to take a picture and do a quick bio. I mean, just get yourself out there and start following other accounts and see see what you like. You know, I don't know. No, I agree. I think if you're doing it to like grow your community and get to know people and find your people, like find your tribe, then absolutely do Instagram. But when you're looking at it from like just the business standpoint it's not as fun anymore. Right. Like I, I, sometimes I don't look at it as a business anymore. And I'm like, I just want to talk to people. Like, I just want people to know what's going on in my life and how they, like, if they can relate to me or not and what they've done in different situations, like, and just use it as a community building thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I post pictures of my dog sitting at my kitchen table and eating (laughs) dinner. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely, it's all like, I don't even really use my personal account anymore because I include a, a fair amount of personal stuff on my Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, use it and, and kind of go towards what, what you enjoy. We always say that too. And, and I think that goes for listing too. You know, you if you find one platform, what, hun? You hear my cat? No? I do not. Okay, good. Because he's running around in circles and clawing at the door. So no, I don't okay, hear. Good. Anyway. The rug must be muting him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yes, that, that it's a lot. I mean, I guess to, to wrap that up, it's a lot to take in. And I think everybody feels overwhelmed with it at times Yeah. and inadequate at times. And I think you just kind of stay, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. do what makes you happy and uh, keep on plugging away. I agree. At the end of the day, if you're looking to make money, you're going to make money by listing. Yeah, frequently. yeah, exactly. You want to hit your quarter two goals list items. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. the moral of the story. That is the moral of that story. Yes, it's great to have all these different things. Um, unless you're monetized on YouTube, that's another great way to make some income. It, you know, no matter where you are in that income scale, it's always an extra stream of income. Um, but yeah, list things to make that money. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. In terms of spring cleaning, Lori and I um, are working on something 
that um, our Patreon friends will be able to have access to. But if you're a Patreon friend, that's okay. You can always join. It's $5 a month. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be a spring cleaning mini workbook checklist kind of thing. Workbook. Has it expanded? I think, <laughs> well, no, like I'm thinking like, maybe workbook isn't the right word, but like an interactive piece, right? It's not just going to be like click a box kind of thing. Like we're going to make it fun. I want to make it fun. Yeah. Because I know that when it, when it comes, I mean, it's basically like a checklist. Yeah. I mean, it's a checklist. However, what I was trying to avoid is doing like really broad based things like yeah. um, clean your office. Like yeah. instead of just saying clean your office, it's like, you know, go through two drawers in your office mm-hmm. in 30 minutes and see what you can get accomplished. Like almost like little things like that, like games almost yeah. that like uh, sub bullets, I guess from the checklist. But this is something that Lori and I talked about. And we, like we have said before in our Patreon group, you, there is one download a month and we felt like this is the perfect time to do a spring cleaning. We're going into quarter two, like what better time to do this and kind of yes. get our, you know, game face on for the next quarter and yep. I mean we're spring clean I know I'm spring cleaning my closet my personal closet and I feel like we all go through these you know seasonal changes where we just go through everything in our homes and we want to get rid That's of things true. or buy things to you know update remodel whatever it is so we're getting our exterior of our house painted well there you go we are going in a totally different direction from Ooh. like butter yellow to like gray like a dark Ooh. dark gray Boy, so I'm kind of excited yeah, we'll see. It, it was a little dark for me at first, but now I've totally embraced it. But yeah, it's kind of a time for change. Mm-hmm. People are getting vaccinated. The weather's getting nice. Um, I feel like even more than spring, this is we're kind of at a crossroad mm-hmm. with COVID and with um, what we'll be able to do and get out a little bit more. And I feel like we're, I think we're going to all have to start planning a little bit about this next transition that's before us you know like I was watching the news and it was talking about transitioning back to work and getting your animals prepared so that they don't have separation anxiety because they have been with you for so long and I was like oh my goodness and and I've noticed like we're, we're getting out a little bit more and when we come back you know the dogs are losing their minds but yeah I think it's it's even more than spring cleaning right it's, yeah. it's a big moment in our country yeah um, I agree. As people continue to get vaccinated, kids are back in school. Like it's just, it's been kind of interesting. So we'll, it'll, I think a checklist will be fun and a little check-in will yeah. be nice. So it will. It'll we did nice. go live with our Patreons, which was super fun. I know. That Thank was so fun. Everybody who joined the Zoom chat, it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun to kind Great of- Great get- to have some face-to-face time with people, you know, yeah. and put a- a face to names that we see who comment or whatever, you know, it's just, yeah. it's great to get to know people and see how similar we are in so many ways. Yeah. And I think another great thing to add to this, you know, quarter one kind of wrap up is that launching the Patreon was a big thing for us that um, Lori and I talked about, and we had visions for what we wanted Thrifters Villa to be in 2021. And it's so nice to see it growing and going in the direction that we were hoping that it would go in. And um, it's just nice to connect with people in a different way and form a community because that's really what Thrifters Villa is. It's a community Mm -hmm. of people coming together and just having fun and sitting down and sharing experiences and to actually do that now in a format that we have, it's just been, it's been nice. It's not just a comment on Instagram or a DM. It's like 
actual time with a group of people that, um, you know, value what we say and we value what they have to say to us too. It's really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great. And, um, if you are new to the Patreon, definitely feel free to introduce yourself in the group. Like we have like a little group chat going. So it'd be great. I need to participate in that a little bit more as well. Hop on and chat with people. Yeah. Lori, you know, whenever we have time, there's no, yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's everything. Oh, let's mention next week, um, because it's the holiday week and Lori's going to be away. We are actually not recording an episode, but we are going to um, re-release an episode and we're going to sit down and figure out which episode we're going to re-release um, because a lot of you guys who are listening may not have heard all the episodes from season one, or maybe you need a refresher of something that happened in season one. And um, we've re-released an episode before and it's done really well and people have been re-inspired. So we figured we're going to take a yeah. week off guys. Daniela, this is your first week. I know. Off. I know. I'm going to take a week off. So uh, a year and three or four months, because yeah. for anybody who's new to the channel, Daniela over the summer was doing coffee talks. Well, for like almost six months, I would yeah, say for a while, mm-hmm. every other week. And um, yeah, she never took a single week off. Yep. So we're taking it off. We've made the, yeah. I made the decision. <laughs> I made the decision to take it off. And I was like, Lori, let's just re-release an episode. Because I was shocked when you said you were going to take the week off. And I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So proud of you. Yeah, because Lori was willing to record. And I said, nope, we're not doing that. We're going to take the week off. So yeah. hopefully You're you guys listen to the re-released episode. If not, it's fine. We understand. <laughs> yes, you guys can take a week off too. Yeah, you can take a week off too if you want. <laughs> fine. <laughs> But I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and I hope you enjoyed catching up with us on our quarter one reflection. And I think we all have a lot to look forward to. And there's a lot of exciting stuff always happening in the reseller community. Always. Always something new and exciting to chat about and new brands to learn about. Always learning, always fun. Always, always. And again, if you guys want to join the Patreon, the link will be in the show notes down below. Um, Lori and I will also include our Poshmark closets. Um, we had some requests. People want our want to see our Poshmark closets. So we're going to make sure we right. include that as well in the show notes. If you guys ever have anything that you want us to talk about, or if you have any questions, you can always DM us on Instagram. I will include that as well in the show notes. Uh, yeah. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. I want to reiterate, we would love to hear some feedback on subject matter. I feel like the beginning of the year, it's always like, how are the holidays? What are your new year's resolutions? What are your goals for your business? And then thriftless February, we've both done that. And, and then like March. And I think, you know, as the year gets going, um, I, I would love to be re-inspired by some new ideas to talk about. So definitely to let us know nothing's really off limits with us. No, not really. (laughs) We'll I mean, you know, maybe, reason. <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple of things, but yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful week. See ya. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villas Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week. 